Here's a sneak peek from this week's episode. I think their late night culture and our overnight stop helped us to be able to enjoy so much of the city, but I do want to go back and on our next trip, maybe add a day at Montserrat as well. Yeah, to see something just outside the city, but highly recommend a trip to Barcelona. I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those who want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear about our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most interesting and amazing places on earth. When most people think of Barcelona, they probably imagine beaches, great food and wine, or maybe taking in some flamenco dancing. While all of those things are true and part of any visit to Barcelona, today we're going to tour the rich architectural heritage that the city has to offer, influenced by Antoni Gaudi one of the most important architects of the 20th century. Don't worry though, there will be plenty of time for tapas, wine, and flamenco dancing along the way. So pack your bags, grab your passport, and let's travel to the Spanish city of Barcelona. For me, Barcelona ranks in the top favorite cities to visit across the world. We only had a couple of days there, but it is on our list of cities to revisit and perhaps enjoy an extended stay. You often heard us comment on the podcast about our struggles with the places that closed down their kitchens early. We just aren't early birds when it comes to dinner, as we are usually going strong during the day, enjoying all the sights and cultures of the places we're visiting. But by the time we get ready for dinner, the pubs are open, but the kitchen is already closed. And if you've been paying attention, we get hangry. But not in Barcelona. That isn't the only reason that we enjoy Barcelona so much. So number one, it has some beaches that you can visit. And we took advantage of that and actually had some time to spend both afternoons that we were there relaxing at the beach. And we absolutely loved immersing ourselves in the architecture and the wonders of Antoni Gaudi. Yeah, so most famously known for the church in Barcelona, the Sagrada de Familia. It was started in 1882 and is still under construction 140 years later. Yeah, his vision was to create a church that would reflect the beauty and nature and the glory of God. The goal is to complete the construction by the year 2026, which would be the 100th anniversary of Gaudi's death in 1926, where he was killed in a traffic accident. And I still remember the tall pillars and the ceilings inside the cathedral. And I remember it was difficult to try and take pictures of everything with a cell phone because of just the tremendous scale of it in the building, both inside and out. And we were so lucky. We had we had booked our ticket and gotten a time like late in the afternoon when you just had that afternoon sun pouring into those stained glass windows. And it was just really was breathtaking. Yeah, the stonework on the outside is absolutely amazing. All the way from the, you know, big tall spires that just, you know, leap up into the sky to the carvings and arches. You know, I'd say there's there's no singular style that you could reference other than that it's Gaudi and that it was inspired by nature. Yeah, the columns are shaped like trees and the roof is like a forest. The facades are like mountains and the three facades represent the birth the death, and the resurrection of Christ. And there's 18 towers that represent the 12 apostles, four evangelists, 
the Virgin Mary, and Jesus Christ. And on the inside, Gaudi was the master of using natural light. Melissa talked about the stained glass windows and the light that would just pour in. And, you know, those were on the on the walls of the cathedral, as well as they had skylights up in the ceiling. And just the the bright colors on that stained glass too, just letting that light pour in. So we highly recommend that you book your tickets online ahead of time and choose your entry time. It does it is very popular, especially in high season, and it does sell out. So this will help you avoid disappointment or if there are tickets having long lines to wait in. We, like I mentioned, did a tour later in the afternoon which I highly recommend. And the light was just gorgeous. I think if I did it again, I would actually try to find a tour with a guide and just to really get to learn more and hear more about the details as well. Yeah. And I would say one thing to just keep in mind is if you go between now and 2026, you're not going to get a picture without, what do you call those things? Oh, the scaffolding? Scaffolding and cranes and stuff like that. Because they're still building this thing, you know, over 140 years later after starting. Yeah. And I, for so many years, that's probably just been a part of it. But there are places where you can kind of get pictures and, and not have them in, in there as well. But you're you're absolutely correct. And I'm sure it's going to be one of those situations to where even after they finish it, uh, it's going to immediately, immediately probably need some restoration. So this thing will probably always be a work under progress at some point in time. Yeah, just amazing place to visit, though. Highly, highly recommend that you get tickets and be able to go inside as well. I think, I mean, the outside is fantastic and beautiful, but being able to take in everything on the inside and all that natural light that's coming in through that stained glass was truly amazing. Yeah, I think one of the things that just kind of struck me about Gaudi is maybe that's where Dr. Seuss got some of his inspiration from. I don't know that to be true, but it seems like one or the two was leading the charge there. Yeah, it definitely has some interesting artwork. So the Sagrada de Familia is not the only work of Gaudi in Barcelona. There's quite a few, but we also enjoyed an afternoon visit to Park Way, and it's spelled G-U-E-L-L. And so it is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it is a public park system composed of gardens and architectural elements built between 1900 and 1914. And to actually, you do need a ticket to go into the site with all the architectural details. And there is like a whole park that it's a part of in the gardens. But um, again, we highly recommend that you plan to go there, and then also that you pre-book your ticket ahead of time for a timed entry. So originally, it was intended to be a luxury residential development, but the project was never completed. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it seems to be a common theme there, that things start and it takes quite a while to finish. But in this case, they just really stopped and then ended up turning it into a park rather than trying to finish it. Yeah, so you can just walk through Lots of colorful mosaics, whimsical structures, but also stunning views of the city as you are up on top of the hill as well. I think as you get in there and you start to walk around sort of Parkway, you're going to see things and you'll be like, oh, I've seen a picture of that before, but I had no idea what it was or where it was. So, for example, the hypostyle room, it was set up as like a marketplace. And so, you know, it's these columns roof over them but it's this open area lots of columns and it was set up to be where you know they could hold a market 
and set up stalls and stuff like that inside the market. But the columns themselves are just beautiful works of art. Oh, I mean, just the the detail on everything is just fantastic. But to get up there, you have to go up the dragon staircase. And this is a a famous picture that you'll you'll recognize how the staircase goes and it kind of blossoms out on the sides kind of an oval shaped staircase on two sides and in the middle there's like gardens and fountains and stuff like that going down just a beautiful place i know they do a lot of weddings and stuff like that both in the hypostyle room as well as on the staircase and so there's lots of pictures that you can find of this oh yeah that would make amazing amazing pictures and while at the park we made our way over to the gaudi house museum and you know this is the Gowdy House was one of the original model homes for Parkway. So the idea was have this luxury community, and this was one of the model homes that was built. Well, Antoni Gowdy lived there, and so you know you can go in, you can see it's still decorated with some of his personal effects and things like that. And it tells you a little bit more of the story of Antoni Gaudi. Yeah, that was that was really interesting. That was really neat. Just the whole experience. I think we ended up spending about two, two and a half hours here, wouldn't you say? So make sure you have plenty of time to just take your time and walk around and, and see everything. It's 10 euros for adults and seven euros for kids. Again, I would recommend that you pre-book a, a timed entry just to make sure if you definitely want to go. And there was also a free audio guide. So that was nice. So then you could hear about all the things that we have talked about. Yeah. And I I think I remember that, you know, there were places inside there where if you wanted to get a cold drink or something like that, you could maybe some snacks or an ice cream or something like that. They did have a couple little uh, stations set up for that inside the park. Yeah. And we actually went like right after lunch. So early afternoon. So, but I'm sure like morning would be a good time to go or then, you know, as the sun was getting ready to set. So just double check the the hours as well. So I think after a visit to Parkway, we'd recommend you make your way back into town and visit the Rambles. It's a pedestrian street known for its lively atmosphere. They have street performers and then lots of shops along that. But, you know, you can go and there's a good place to just go for a nice stroll you know, maybe inside there you can stop at one of our favorite places and grab a little bite of tapas, you know, for for lunch or, you know, a late afternoon snack and then a nice refreshing glass of sangria served over ice to help you cool down. Yes. And Barcelona is one of those places where the tapas are very traditional to where the the small bites are up on the bar and then you just grab what you want. They're usually on toothpicks and then you just have your toothpicks on your little plate and then they count the toothpicks and then your drink and then you, you pay and then you go on to the next place. So that's a very traditional style of the Spanish tapas. Yeah. And this is going to be a great place if you want to do maybe a little bit of shopping in this area, you can do that. You're going to find all of the name brands will be there as well as places to go in and maybe grab souvenirs, stuff like that. Yeah. Also, just because of its location, easy access to the metro stations as well. There's also several other little market type places, food stall type places to eat. And another place that we stopped in was called Santa Canarina Market. That was the place where we ate actually before we went up to Parkway. So a variety of food stalls, 
and then little small restaurants where you could stop for a bite of lunch as well. But we had been out walking around the whole day. And so by that evening, we were ready for a great dinner before we headed back to the cruise ship. And this time we were going to eat in Barcelona rather than going back to the cruise ship for dinner. One of our friends from the UK, Ash, he had given us a tip on a place where to eat and actually knew the guy at the restaurant and gave him a call to let him know that we were coming there for for dinner. And I think he even arranged the reservation for us. Yeah, so that was that was really neat, especially for him to for the the waiter too that we got that was who he knew and then for him to say oh yeah we know him and even I think he pulled up a picture or something yeah. I think from when they had been there but um, the place is called La Fonda in Marina Bay and uh, so great paella we of course had octopus pulpo lots of sangria and it was great because dinner didn't start until around nine o'clock and this was probably our only opportunity on that cruise right to have well one other time but to have dinner in a city. We had a late night when we were in Gibraltar as well, but one of the few times to not eat on the cruise ship for dinner. So that was a great, just to be able to experience some nightlife in in Barcelona since we were there on the overnight. Yeah. And we looked this up recently. It shows in Google right now, temporarily closed, but all of the restaurants in this Port Olympic or the Marina Bay, they, they all are currently showing that status. So just check before you go, but we would definitely recommend this La Fonda. Yes, for sure. They also had, I mean, fresh fish right there because it's right at the port. And so we look back at pictures of having like just the whole fresh fish like they had out to where you could make your selections and stuff as well. Yeah, I think one of their specialties was monkfish. Yes, it was. So one of the other things about Barcelona is a huge city. And so other thing that we did was we actually booked one of the hop on hop off bus passes. Um, I had actually purchased the two day pass ahead of time. It gave us a little bit of a discount. And so we were able to get on it near where we got off our ship near Port Olympic. And then we could just, we didn't have to be at a certain time since those buses come around on a schedule and we could just jump on and then jump off to get to some of the other places that we wanted to stop at. And so we used it as transportation some. It just gave us a good overview of the city because a lot of times those have the narrated or the person's narrating and you have the headphones so that you can hear and just learn a little bit about the city. It also gives a chance to see the other Gaudi architecture sites that are just sprinkled throughout the city. So highly recommend that for Barcelona, just depending on how much time you have, because like I said, it is a large city. And if you have certain things that you're going to stop in and see like we did, then you can have an overview of everything else and just get a feel for the the city. It's hard to believe that, you know, in the two days that we were there, we got to see so much of Barcelona, but yet still have time both afternoons to relax at the beach. I think their late night culture and our overnight stop helped us to be able to enjoy so much of the city, but I do want to go back and on our next trip, maybe add a day at Montserrat as well. Yeah, to see something just outside the city, but highly recommend a trip to Barcelona. We had also been to Madrid previously and we had heard it has a completely different feel and being on the coast, naturally it it really does just a different feel to it. So highly recommend a a stop for a few days, at least in Barcelona. And as with the all destination episodes, Melissa, what should you pack when you're going to Barcelona? So definitely comfortable walking shoes. You're going to want to stroll. 
the Ramblas, you're going to want to stroll the park and then just be able to walk around. We were there in late June, so it was quite warm. So lightweight, moisture-wicking clothing for during the day. So, But remember that if you're going to visit La Sagrada de Familia or any church, that you want to have appropriate clothing. So carry along, like, so if something that could cover your shoulders and cover your knees. So you need to wear some kind of pants. I think I wore some cropped like capri type pants and then carried along a little, a little lightweight cover up just in case. Hat, sunglasses, sunscreen. And then if you want to enjoy the beach, just bring along a bathing suit and sandals and a towel. And so we were fortunate we could wasn't too far where we went. We could go back to the cruise ship and then get ready for dinner and go back out. And then also bring along your camera. I mean, that fantastic architecture and being able to be up at the at the top of the city. So it is on a hill. So both on the hop on hop off bus, there were places you could get up and get like a bird's eye view also at the park. And then also consider a wide angle lens if you like to take landscape photography. Yeah, because, you know, when we were talking about the Sagrada Familia, those big tall spires. There's no way, unless you were just far away from it, to get a good picture of that. But that's where a good wide angle lens will come in and help you out. That's true. I truly wouldn't mind finding a month long Airbnb rental and soak up some quality time in the city. Catalan food is amazing, especially when you combine it with some great Spanish red wine. The language spoken here is a blend of Spanish and Catalan. But if you brush up on your Spanish before traveling, you'll do fine here. Neither of us are fluent in Spanish, but did just fine with our attempts, and they were greatly appreciated by the locals. If you have a favorite memory of visiting Barcelona, we'd appreciate if you'd share it with us. We're always inspired by your travel stories and experiences. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will find some inspiration to help you with your travel journeys. Please consider going on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. The more five-star reviews we have, the more likely we are to be featured and discovered by others. Make sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast to be notified of new episodes as they are released. You can find us on Instagram at Sunshine Travelers Podcast. Remember, that's Travelers with one L. Most importantly, share this with your friends and help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companion.